from Beyond the Beltway, this is Jeannie Ives sitting in for Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary in the first hour by Bruce Dumont, American broadcaster, political analyst, and the founder of this show. Dusty Rhodes, Democrat, coming to us from Ohio, award-winning radio show host, and an elected official who endorsed J.D. Vance. And Mike Miller, Republican, conservative, professor of economics at DePaul, currently living in Washington State. Our program tonight is coming to you from our home base here at AM 560, The Answer, WIND Radio in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Our phone lines are now open at 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this first show post-election. There is so much to discuss. Uh, Let me start out with this, though. Going into Tuesday, here were some of the headlines. The Wall Street Journal, crime doesn't pay for Democrats. A New York Times piece by political reporter Shane Goldmacher. Democrats on defense in blue states brace for a red wave in the House. And they warned readers that reality is setting in with many on the left. And then, of course, the Rasmussen poll from November 7th. 29% of likely U.S. voters think the country is heading in the right direction. That's only 29%. That means the other side does not. And here were some additional polling numbers. 80% were concerned about crime. 78% say the economy is not so good or bad. 70% want to increase police at the border. And Biden job performance at 40%. Okay, so guess what, guys? Here's the question. What happened? What happened? Well, Bruce, you once start. again, the Republicans were... Bruce, let's start with you. Okay, Bruce. Uh, too, ma- too many people believed... Uh, the hype about the red wave. So we should really track down the first media person who used that term. And then let's track down the first Republican who used the term. And then let's look at everybody else that believed that and say they're the ones that missed the boat again on what was happening in America. Well, certainly the media had something to do about it. Dusty, you live in Ohio. Uh, here, here you go. J.D. Vance wins. DeWine wins by a greater amount. Um, was there a Trump effect going on in Ohio, but wasn't going on in other states? What do you think happened here? Well, once again, the Republicans managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory uh, nationwide. But here in Ohio, the Republicans did very well. They swept all the state offices. They swept the Supreme Court. They lost a congressional seat, but that was the result of redistricting here in Cincinnati. Uh, I think the Trump effect was positive in Ohio. Uh, You know, he carried the state by eight points, uh, both elections, I think. So, Mike, let's start out with you. I mean, I always thought it was the economy, stupid. And the economy couldn't be in worse shape, honestly. So what happened? I, I, I don't know. How much worse does it have to get for people to be upset? We have the worst inflation in 40 years. You have all this concern about the uh, young men who have left the labor force, which is which is a problem. The outlook for the future is that there could be a recession on the way because the Fed's raising interest rates. Uh, I, you know, and then you did mention the crime problem. How much worse does it have to get for us to at least try something new? And I'm, 
I guess I I was expecting not a red wave, but I did think that there would be, you know, based on the poll, and that's what uh, Bruce is talking about, what in the heck happened to the polls? I was expecting at least 51 uh, senators on the Republican side and at least a plus 10. It looks like it may be a plus one for the uh, House. And uh, so I, I'm just I'm shocked at the results. I don't know if the people didn't come out or if uh, the people really do want Mr. Biden and the Democratic policies to be what drives the economy and the uh, society. I think they, they really, I come back to my point, they're, they're rejecting what the media is telling us. And it, it isn't just Fox News. The other, uh, the other media outlets uh, of a different polit- political persuasion, they were saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, goes, it, goes, it goes back to this original narrative that keeps being repeated over and over and over again. And, you know, you've got to talk to the people at Fox News. I would say for the next two years, turn Fox News off, turn <laughs> CNN off. Because whatever, I mean, they, they I mean, I, I watch it every day. I watch all the channels most of the days. And you know what? The crime in New York City, the people in Kishnev, Idaho, don't care about it. They don't care about the crime in Chicago. And let you, And yet you look at what Fox News presents to people. It's what's happening in those cities in Philadelphia and Los Angeles and the district attorney here and the district attorney here. They don't care because because no no one is responding. The Democrats are not standing up protecting those people. The Republicans keep bashing them over the head. And again, when it comes to what is the solution, what is the solution? Have you ever heard a solution to what's happening on the southern border from a Democrat or a Republican? No, you don't. Uh, but you Bruce, the, the chirping. Bruce, they didn't well, vote for that. They, they, none of that was, was, was what they voted for. What did they vote for? What did these, uh, I mean, on the popular side, it does appear that Republicans uh, won five to six million more votes or about 4% more when you look across the congressionals. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, but they didn't win them in the right places. And so it appears that the Democrats had better processes about targeting their voters whereas Republicans failed to do that same thing. And, uh, and, and so what did these people vote for if it wasn't the economy, as, if it wasn't about, about crime? Was it about, was, it about de- was democracy on the ballot? Did they believe that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. The low information voter is the problem here, if there is a problem. Uh, early voting is a problem. Uh, you've got that that you never had before. And as far as the crime situation goes, they flipped uh, four congressional seats in Long Island and one in the Hudson Valley that uh, are covered by the New York media market. So it had some effect there, uh, maybe not other places, but it, the crime issue was certainly uh, there. But the Democrats were going out and uh, going to these senior centers, uh, <clears throat> going to places where their voters are and gathering bushels of ballots and bringing them in before election day. And the Republicans aren't playing that game. Okay. So I want to, I want to throw this out to you. Um, the CEO of Gab, uh, I'm sorry. No, Robert Hahn was writing in red state. There's, is there, there is something we don't know. And his bottom line was we just saw tens of millions of people vote for more lockdowns, more crime and higher prices rather rather than being being one of those racist, fascist, insurrectionist Nazis that the other guys, those mega MAGA Republicans are. 
Who would want to be any one of them? His whole premise is that the Democrats were very effective at painting the other side or Republicans beginning with Biden's speech with the two Marines standing side by side, beginning with that, he was very effective at painting Republicans as a, as a group that you do not want to be a party to. We're taking a break right now. I want you to consider that question when we come back. Did that play into it at all? At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
Okay. Welcome back to the program. It's Jeannie Ives here. Uh, we have got callers on the line, but I just very quickly want to get your response to that. Was Is there something to be said about the Democrats effectively through their media, the basically the comm shop for the Democrats, uh, you know, essentially telling people you don't want to be with them? They're the extremists, not the Democrats. Was, there, was that effective at all? Let's go first to uh, Dusty. Well, I think uh, the mass media has a role to play in that. And um, I was appalled originally that 90% of the coverage of President Trump was negative, uh, and it, that's carried on. They've glossed over the uh, Biden uh, administration's failures, which are many, uh, and they carried the message for them, and that's a problem. Okay, and Bruce, how do you feel about it? Do you think that was an issue at well, all? No, I, I agree. I agree with Dusty, and and it's the uh, you you take the uh, the January sixth committee, and you take all of the publicity and exposure that they had, and then you you just beat the head over every Democrat, and 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 that becomes an issue that a lot of voters start thinking about. I don't know whether it's the deciding voter or not, but it was ad nauseum on election night, listening to CNN and, and the, in the days afterwards, where they're talking about the election deniers. They're identifying people who lost elections as election deniers, talking about banging in on a particular issue. They're never going to let Donald Trump, they're never going to let any Republican forget about January 6th. Yep. Whether Republicans want to forget about it or not, the national news media and the people that vote in the country are going to be hammered with that. Okay. There's, 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 there's no disconnect between the Democrats and the media. They're synonymous. Uh, Mike, do, I mean, it wasn't obviously the economy. Yeah. So was it, was there a bigger sort of larger political issues that were getting in people's heads before they went to the polls? Oh, you know, I've, I, I kiddingly, when I send some emails to friends of mine who are who have a sense of humor, I'll I'll, I'll say Mike, and then below it, I'll put uh, semi-fascist or something like that, because of course we've been called all kinds of things by the press. I I don't think that's going to affect any Democratic votes. The it would it'd be interesting to see. I don't know if they base this on on follow-up polling or something. How many independents responded to that? Because that's what would swing the the vote. In that if if this idea that that Republicans are evil, uh, that um, uh, and and that's going to affect the vote, we should have something showing up in the independents as opposed to the Democrats. Uh, but I don't think we could know that for some time. Well, let's talk to Tom from Youngstown, Ohio. He's on the phone. Uh, Tom, uh, I mean, how, what do you think happened here? Hey, first of all, Jeannie, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you, Bruce. It's great hearing your voice. And I want to have Thank you. Uh, put out condolences to uh, Jim Bohannon's family on his passing away. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, I think he oh. had not only an actual family, but a radio family. I think, Bruce, uh, you were part of that for a number of years. But I, I, well, I do want to say, Jim, if I can just take a moment, Tom, uh, to digress from this conversation to make a point about that. Jim Bohannon was a broadcaster's broadcaster. Uh, he was a guest on this program frequently. There is no broadcaster in America who did more to help to take uh, the idea of a radio hall of fame and make it a national entity. He was the announcer on the broadcast for over 20 years. 
And I just learned earlier today that he had passed away. And again, he was a good friend, a great broadcaster. And I think I speak for a lot of people in offering my condolences to his lovely wife, Annabelle, in picking up the pieces after Jim's departure. But again, uh, I am I am saddened by his departure. Uh, I, I echo those, those uh, words. Um, you know, I want to say as far as the uh, election was concerned, uh, number one, it's my understanding that this Generation Z, uh, who are the 18 to 30-year-olds, played a big role in the voting from the standpoint of voting go going liberal. And I can understand that because there's, that's a generation where, you know, they uh, lived in their mother's base, basements. They uh, got uh, their parents' basements, I should say. They got a lot of indoctrination in the public school system. And, you know, they're looking to uh, Joe Biden handing out uh, uh, free money from the standpoint left and right, and especially with respect to uh, college tuition reimbursement, uh, paying, paying for their college. Uh, there's so much here that's enticing them, as well as you know, they, the media they look at, they're they're being indoctrinated that way, even after the public school system. So I think that I, I think that the Republicans and 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 I, you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm a Republican, but, and I'm going to coin a phrase here, that I hope gets gets caught on. I'm a Trumplican, but but I want to say this, that I really think that a lot of uh, you know, this whole situation revolves around, uh, as far as the polls are concerned, they aren't, they can't get actual numbers. There are a number of people who just will not, uh, you know, I'm one of them. Somebody, I, I've been called a number of times, I just won't respond. And, and I, I, I don't care to respond because I don't even know who's on the other end of the phone. But but the other part of it is is that I, I think where the Republicans are right now was right after the Japanese hit Pearl Harbor. There are so many things that we have to do. Uh, if if I'm if I'm if I can take a moment and just say this for the Republicans to get any headway, there are so many things that need to be done that you, to a certain extent you don't know where to start. But I will also say this, this could be a blessing. The fact that the Republicans did not get, hopefully they get the, the House at least, but the fact that they didn't get both houses could be a blessing from the standpoint that two years from now, they at least have a, a way of saying, well, we couldn't get anything accomplished. Because you know, Joe Biden is right. not a Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton would have, quite frankly, uh, as he did, if both houses went strongly, you know, if it was that red wave, Bill Clinton would have played the game with them and, and really changed his ways. Joe Biden wouldn't do, do that. He'd just veto everything. And then two years from now, the Republicans would have to explain why they didn't accomplish anything. Okay, mm -hmm. Tom, I want to thank you for that phone call. Uh, Wall Street Journal did a fairly extensive um, layout of voting patterns and, and who voted for what. I mean, you're not, you're not incorrect uh, when, when they came up with their, their polling, you know, 18 to 24-year-olds, 54% uh, of them voted Democrat. Okay, no surprise there. Uh, they certainly did. Uh, and, but also, you know, uh, liberal, white, liberal white women voted Democrat, too, in hard, large droves as well. And it, by the way, it also matters who actually turned up to the polls. So when you look at that, um, it still shows that um, of the 18 to 24-year-olds, they, they were only about 77% of the electorate. So 
you know, there's you got to actually look at where the volume of the votes is coming from as well. So you've you've got a couple things, different things going on. It'll, before the break here, though, I want to get Josh from East Tennessee. I want to get his phone call in, so then we can have the panel probably after the break, or maybe if we can fit it in, respond to that. Josh, you're on Beyond the Beltway, Bruce Dumont show. So welcome. Yeah, thank thank you for for having uh, taking my call. I've just got a couple points. Uh, let me preface this by saying I'm as conservative as anybody. Um, but what you know, I've said this from the beginning. Um, what was the Republicans' message other than, well, we don't like uh, Biden or his policies? When was the last time you heard any Republican congressional candidate talk about balancing a budget or cutting spending? Um, who, and who on the right, me included, was excited for? McCarthy to be the Speaker of the House and McConnell to still be the leader in the Senate. These people are very uninspiring. Um, they're the blue blood country club type of Republicans. Um, I don't think the Republicans are going to learn anything from this other than going back to, well, we need to cut taxes for quote unquote job creators. That's what we, that's the message we need to send. And there's people like me that are just fed up with that. And again, it, we're not talking about Sam Rayburn or even Newt Gingrich. McCarthy, show me somebody on the right that he, his leadership is going to inspire confidence. And I appreciate mm. you taking my call. Amen. Amen yep. to that. I absolutely agree with Josh. Yeah, right on. Do you know who the big winners were in New York and Illinois? U-Haul trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, you've, you raise a good point. I mean, this is exactly what Steve Miller, former Trump advisor, laid out today on Maria Bartiroma's uh, show. He flat out said that there were three issues, and number three was that Republicans have a branding problem. No one believes the Republicans will actually do what they say they're going to do. Unlike the Democrats, you knew what you were going to get with Democrats, exactly what you were going to get. Republicans did not lay out a plan, and a plan that was believable that people would stand behind. Mike Miller, what do you, say, what do you have to say? But I guess I'm thinking that um, how much of a plan do you want to bring if the other side is imploding? Because you like we say, we have a crime and we have an economy that's weak. We have Joe Biden who can't seem to read a teleprompter, can't get through any kind of, they can't answer questions. You would think that would be all you would need. Just show up, uh, make sense, maybe throw in some policy things. But when the other side is, is self-imploding, you don't necessarily have to throw out your best stuff, and I think maybe that's what happened here. So why you know, wasn't why wasn't it a the Democrats and you're going to get it good and hard? <laughs> but, yeah. but but Dusty, well, more I, to the, the point. Thing, go the ahead. Thing is, go ahead, Jeannie. Oh, but more to the point is, usually a lot of times these elections are a referendum on the incumbent party. Yeah, that didn't happen. Why did it not no. happen? What happened here? Well. Well, some some people talk about the Dobbs effect. You know, what's weird about mm -hmm. that is so many of the states where, where the Democrats continue to do well, there's no chance in this world that they're going to change their, their a policy on abortion. Abortion yeah. wasn't really on the ballot in New York or in L uh, in Washington, okay. where I live, or, Mike, or in Illinois. Mike, I got to interrupt you. Let's get back sure. to that question after the break. Thank you. Stay tuned. And it's the phone call here is... 1-800-723-8289. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. 
Fare thee well, Kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride, with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Okay, back on Beyond the Beltway. I am sitting in for Bruce Dumont, but Bruce happens to be on Zoom with us, so we're thrilled to have his post-election analysis here. We left off talking about, uh, you know, well, Mike was talking about whether or not abortion was on the ballot. Uh, some seem to think it was. Others think it, it wasn't. Uh, we've got Joy from Spokane, Washington. Hang on, Joy. We are going to get to your, your call. But um, I'd like to hear from Bruce on this very issue. Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the Democrats, as they frequently do, uh, they know how to play politics better than the Republicans. And uh, when uh, Dobbs came down, they knew what to do with it, or at least, I would say at least the constituencies within the Democratic Party <laughs> knew what to do with it. I think maybe this was a grassroots-led uh, 
uh, you know, coordination of campaign messages, much more so than from the top down. But clearly in all states, if you lived in Illinois, uh, where Jeannie and I live, you would think this was the only issue in the world. And that, uh, that, that, that literally you, you could not ever watch television without having every, every Democrat female member of the Illinois General Assembly saying that the Republican opponent was the worst thing on the history in the history of the Republic. But but one thing I also want to add here, and this 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 gets back to whether or not the American people really are concerned, as some in the media suggest, that uh, the tone of the campaigns mm -hmm. is way out of sync. Now I don't, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Biden's. I don't hate Joe Biden. But I mean, the way we have we've, we've demonized the president of the United States because he's a little slow, he's a little old. I mean, talk about ageism uh, running without any uh, any stop sign on it is disgusting. And the same thing happened to Donald Trump, and the same thing happened uh, to Barack Obama, and the same thing happened to Bill Clinton, which I think was sort of self-inflicted with Bill Clinton. But again, we as Americans, whatever our policy, we can't demonize the president of the United States because when he loses, the country loses. We can have a robust discussion about the issues and policies that he has, but too much of politics has become way too personal. Well, the, well there's I think that's more, an excellent yeah, point. Yep. Go ahead, Dusty. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I, I think it's an excellent point. And when you've got the media, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post setting the agenda for everybody and calling the president a liar in the context of supposedly impartial news stories, uh, that's way over the top. And they were putting their opinions into news stories from about August in 2016, and they've kept it up and kept it up and kept it up. And uh, uh, I, I don't blame President Trump for his personality. I mean, he might rub some people the wrong way, but the abuse that man has taken and stood tall and delivered for the American people for four years, uh, I don't know how he could do it. And I, I don't think there's many people that could exist and uh, uh, work through uh, all that abuse that he was getting all the time. I know, but it, do, it doesn't give anybody excuse to keep doing it because if, if the Republicans keep doing it, then the Democrats are going to keep doing it and it's never going to end. And by the way, uh, for years uh, when he was president and leading up to the presidency, I could not agree with you more. Donald Trump was the most vilified candidate for president of the United States and he was the most vilified president of the United States. And, and again, I agree with you, a lot of that came from America's news media and a lot of it came from the american people who wouldn't accept the results of the 2016 election by the way there's the answer to the question about you know uh, de deny de denial the denial happened starting the day after donald trump got elected when you had a million people marching in washington that wanted to throw him out already that's where denial came from okay so they couldn't acknowledge that the american people wanted someone different than frankly the crap that had been fed to it by decades of both Republican and Democratic uh, campaigning. Right, right. Well, I, I think what happened here, though, is uh, the Democrats basically 
set the terms of debate for this election. And uh, they you know, essentially when it come, came to abortion or the future of Social Security, their whole thing is, you know, what will the Republicans do next? You can't trust them. That was the whole tenor of it. I mean, they spent $320 million on abortion ads, and there was never an answer to the, uh, the, the Democrat abortion extremism from the other side. There was never an answer. We're going to take this call, though, from Joy in Spokane. Joy, welcome to Beyond the, Bruce Dumont's Beyond the Beltway. Happy to hear from well, you. Well, I know that you are, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I know that you are all smart people, but let me give you just a plain old democratic perspective. Um, uh, I don't even know where to begin, but Trump is he has since he was a builder all he does is play games and i think you'll find a lot of democrats some republicans and independents who don't need to be taught what to say by cnn or msnbc they are watching him in what he's doing he is he just this all this adversarial approach he has all this litigation He's done that for years. He has 3,500 lawsuits as a builder. I mean, this is this man, and a lot of us cannot trust him at all. We think that he is immoral, and I Joy, think Joy, a lot of Joy, people. Joy, let me ask you. I'm going no, to ask finish. you a question. I'm going to interrupt finish. you and ask Can you a question because I, I feel like I know Can you because you've been a guest on this program as a caller for many, many years, and we really appreciate and value your input. But what, you know, you're going back to the attitude that people had in America prior to 2016. The national no, news media and could not have done more in, 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 in discussing every single, every impeccadillo in, uh, in, in, in Donald Trump's life. We all knew that. Can I? We all knew that when I, we I, voted on election I, day in 2016. And a lot of people used to say, you know, I used to hold my nose and vote Republican or Democrat. There are people that did that. But you know what? This is stuff that we already knew. So if the American no, people have I, all I... this evidence <sighs> and they vote one way, why, is, why do you feel that you are smarter than them? Because they no, oversaw I... that and overlooked that and no. voted for him for president. Why do you no. know more than they do? I, what I'm saying is that that they see in the people who are election deniers and the others supported by Trump will bring more of Trump, and it scares them. So I think that's why yes. you see a lot of those who look like they were going to win do not want any part of Trump coming back. I also think that the young people and the, that they also, it's not that they want to be in their parents' basement collecting money. They see the Republicans not moving on climate change. They see the Republicans taking away a right that these women have had their whole lives. They see the Republican um, burning books, banning books. They see a lot of things. They see the Republicans. You can listen to Ben Shapiro talk about transgender community for two-thirds of his show every single day. And these are kids now in their 20s and 
other people at work. They sit next to the Muslim at school. They don't want to go back to a good old white Christian world. Oh, for heaven's sake. Okay. Now. All right, Joy. Joy, Joy thank you. Uh, I, go ahead. You were doing fine. And then, uh, uh, okay. Well, well, Mike, Mike, she's your fellow Denison in Washington yeah. now, so yeah, welcome I mean, to Washington. Joy, is she still there? Uh, no, Joy? she's out. She's oh, out. okay. You know, what are the chances that Washington State's going to change uh, in the next 20 years its its position on, on abortion? I mean, there's no chance the Republican can make an inroad because the, the, uh, they're so fearful of, of that they can't kill babies. I my goodness, I, I, it seems like such a strange, and then she, she, Joy's a sweetheart, and I, I, as Bruce says, she's been on a lot, and I always listen, uh, I'm a guest, I mean, a, a fan of the show as well as a guest, and and it, it's this hatred they have towards people who don't agree with them. I don't, dis, I don't hate Democrats, we just disagree, but the Democrats hate me, they really, they, I have people oh, yeah. who just, Oh, they I hate I, me, and, and I, I don't, I don't appreciate that. I, and it just, I'm, I'm a semi-fascist. I'm a Nazi. I'm, I'm a election denier because you maybe ask questions about it, but they're never election deniers. When, when Hillary Clinton said three years after the 16 election that, that, uh, that Trump is an illegitimate president, that Stacey Abrams, who thank goodness is gone now, that she denied it for all this time. That they're not deniers. They're, they have a, they have an argument. Okay, Dusty, I've got a great, Dusty, here's the question, though. You're a lifelong Democrat, kind of went independent. You endorsed a Democrat for your position because you're retiring from 32 years as the the Hamilton County Auditor. You've been a Democrat. You've fought with the Democrats. Okay, between the two parties, you cannot, there's only one standard for a Democrat. The Republican, I think, has a bigger tent in terms of where we go ideologically. The Democrats, you, you got to toe the line. Is that? I, I think that's where we're at. Oh, by that's the, what uh, I was uh, exposed to, and I'm a victim of because I'm pro-life, and okay. I've always been pro-life. Tim Ryan, by the way, was pro-life until 2015, when he pulled the switch, and he traded his immortal soul for a chance to win an election, which he okay. didn't win. All right, so Dusty, hold it right there. We're going to come back. We're going to come back after this break. What is for us in the future? How do we get out of this? What happens in the future for both parties? Let's find out. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. 
It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, hey, you can do it if you try. Okay, welcome back to the uh, final segment in this first hour. Dusty, let's go to you first. Dusty, could you tell our listeners, I, I think you're just fascinating. I've had you on my, my podcast as well before. Um, could you just tell them a little bit more about who you are, uh, what you're about, and then let's just go right into this question about what's happened to the Democrat Party. Is there a purity test? And that being that you, you, if you're not a pro-abort, you're not welcome. Well, that's pretty much the uh, way it's come down in the last couple of years. But uh, I started out, uh, my um, father was a milkman in Syracuse. Um, we grew up around the breakfast table and dinner table saying that Franklin D. Roosevelt saved our lives uh, because my dad graduated from school right in the teeth of the Depression. But uh, I came to Cincinnati in 61 on the radio, and I was a Democrat by tradition but the city was totally republican and that dated back to the civil war uh this is where all the union sympathizers lived and uh, uh the copperheads were the democrats in ohio they chased them out of the state pretty much but um when i ran i wanted to be independent and do what I thought was right and not be beholden to a political machine. And the Republicans here were as close to a machine as you could get. So I was successful in 1990 as the first Democrat to win a countywide office in 20 years. And I proceeded to cut my staff, uh, give back unspent funds to the local governments and schools, and clean up a flawed property appraisal system. So. Um, it was a 
a lot of fun and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the, the office. Uh, and I was reelected seven times, twice running unopposed, last time by a two to one majority. But uh, the uh, leadership of the local Democratic Party changed and the new people came in and they were hard left, uh, progressive, uh, pro-aborts, and uh, I was at odds with them. Okay, so listen, we've got Josh Hawley now saying that the Democrats need a new way forward. We need a new Republican Party. Uh, they're certainly looking to, to oust uh, some McConnell, I think, in leadership. There's definitely going to be a play for that. So uh, looking ahead, I mean, DeSantis, is he the way forward? He went from less than a 1% win in 2018 to almost a 20% win in Florida. And I think it was because he imposed... He put in place a policy revolution that resonated with a lot of voters, including a ton of independents. Uh, Mike Miller, what's what's your thoughts on this? You're a conservative yeah, Republican. I um, I supported Trump the second time, not the first, um, partly because I I felt even though he is somewhat of a despicable human being, his policies were were quite good, and and I thought we would be under better um, guidance by him than by Mr. Biden. So I, but I wondered that, that I, I guess I want him to step aside. I find DeSantis interesting for one reason. Maybe it's because I'm an academic. DeSantis showed it to me as somebody who actually makes an argument and he brings in data and he brings in reasoning to say, this is why I feel this way. And he has that, uh, I think it's his surgeon general in the state of Florida mm -hmm. who is saying this man from Harvard he told me what we should do in terms of, of uh, masking and getting the kids back in school. And we debated the, the, uh, the science of it and so forth. I just think he's a very thoughtful man. And I think he would make a great person to run against. I think it's going to be Biden because uh, the one thing this election has done, I think it has strengthened Biden's position or his impersonal belief that he really is powerful and that he can do this. So we, you know, Nothing wrong with an 86-year-old Biden, considering he's 80 now and he'd be 86 when he finally finishes. And that's not ageism, Bruce. There's nothing wrong with an 86-year-old if they have their mind. There's Mike, a problem I've with an 86 said, if they don't. Mike, I've heard it said it's going to be Biden and Fetterman in uh, 2024. Oh it's yeah. a no-brainer. <laughs> Bruce, you've got the last word here on this segment. Oh, Let's hear it. What were they smoking when they said that? Yeah, no, you, you missed the pun. It's a no-brainer. The, 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 the one thing I also hope, if I can jump into the, uh, the future of Donald Trump, I think the national news media, again, should stop trying to bury the guy. Uh, uh, there's a lot of Republican voters who don't like him for a variety of reasons. There's a lot of Republicans who still love him for a variety of reasons. They are going to be battling it out uh, in 2024. I would hate to see Ron DeSantis, even though I've been very impressed by what I've read about him. Uh, I would not want to see him uh, coronated. I, I would like to see a robust discussion. I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the governor of uh, Virginia, a little bit more about him. I'd like to le learn about some uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, to me, has been sort of a picture that hasn't turned out thus far. She hasn't been able to get her 
her face and her thoughts uh, uh, on TV enough to articulate in any significant manner any person that's going to gather a huge majoritarian position. But I'd like to have her opportunity to do it so that we can expand uh, the, the future. And I don't think we should let the, uh, the national news media tell us that the heir to Donald Trump is Carrie Lake in Arizona, who hasn't even won a governorship yet. So these are the things we got to be aware of. I still believe that the, the, the American people every single day and every week, they've got to fight against the corruption, the slanting, the misinformation, and frankly, the, the, the manipulation of the national news media. That's the biggest enemy I think we have in the country. The best thing Trump did, in my estimation, was call out the mass media for the one-sided approach they give us. That's the best thing he did. Okay, gentlemen, we are going to have to leave it there for the first hour. John from McHenry County, we're going to hold your call over to the second hour. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us uh, on your show. Uh, It's just an honor to be sitting in for you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Dusty and Mike will be with us in the second hour, along with Jack Franks. He is a Democrat, and he was sitting in studio with me the whole time, just chomping at the bit to say something. So he's going to have a lot to say in the second hour. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Beltway. We'll see you in a few minutes. Back with you. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. 
She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. all right welcome back to beyond the beltway this is hour two we had a really fast first hour joining us in the second hour we have jack franks he is a democrat from McHenry county i served with jack franks in the state legislature where he was a uh, outspoken democrat and uh kind of middle of the road really on a lot of taxes but certainly not on everything jack uh, then you also took over the McHenry County chair here in Illinois. So he's been a longtime Democrat. He's got a, like, a lot of special insight. And as he was listening to the first hour in studio here, he kept fidgeting over there, wanting to <laughs> jump into the conversation. Also in the second hour here for the listeners is Mike Miller again, economics professor from DePaul University. And then Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, my Democrat friend from Ohio. And uh, we're so happy to have Dusty with us t- this evening to give us a lot uh, deeper perspective as he's been, he's been in this game for quite a while. Listen, the phone lines are open. You can call us at 1-800-723-8289, 1-800-723-8289. So uh, let's just, you know, Jack, we're going to go straight to you. Uh, you are itching to weigh in on a lot of the conversations in the first hour. So you tell us. Because this was the first question to the panel in the first hour. You tell us what happened. Well, first of all, I want to preface it. And thanks for having me. And I'm so glad to be part of Bruce's show and now yours, Jeannie. It's, it's really an honor. I think both parties suck, really. Um, they, they both suffer under the delusion that it's okay that real people can suffer as long as the other side gets blamed. We're really not getting anything done in this country now. So I was listening to what people were talking about before and what happened in the elections and the whole thing. You know... And the election, and I was listening, like, these old white guys don't get it. And I, listen, I look like a character in a Viagra commercial, okay? I'm one of those old white guys. <laughs> but this election was not about Biden. It was not about inflation. It was not about gas prices. It wasn't about any of that. It was about women. It was about suburban women. It was about educated women. It was about women who don't like being lied to. It's about women who want to make their own decisions and when it comes to their own bodies, you know, and... And I'm listening to this, and the election deniers' lunacy drove the Chicago Tribune, the most conservative paper in the country, to endorse every Democratic candidate for statewide office in the state of Illinois. That's never happened. You know, and 35% of all voters in this country do not believe that Joe Biden won the election. And almost all of those guys are Republican. That is a real big problem in this country because we're talking past each other and we're not even deal with the same set of facts. When you and I were in the General Assembly, we had different ways of coming to things and trying to get to a solution, right? But we always had the same facts. 
and we would work from them. We don't even have that anymore in this country. So we're talking past each other. So when I'm listening to these guys talking about, you know, how Donald Trump is being poorly treated and the media is, you know, attacking him. Listen, the media created Donald Trump. In 2016, when he ran, he got all that free media. It was all earned media. Every press conference he had would go for 45 minutes. It would be covered minute, every minute, right? So with that, with the good comes the bad. You know, we found out he was a xenophobe. He was anti-Muslim. He was anti-immigrant. He said some terrible things. Now, he did, he did some really good things. He saved this country economically. If it wasn't for his PPP programs and stuff, this country would have been terrible. So he's had some really great ideas. But he's a terrible messenger. You know, and a flawed human being. And so I really don't think that this election was about Joe Biden. I think it was a rejection of everything that we've been seeing over these last years to, to stop the crazy. And that's what I really think this was about. This wasn't about anything else except stopping the crazy. Well, Bruce always promised a balanced show. We just got the other side, gentlemen. Mike Miller, uh, any response to... I mean, it, was this about election deniers? Was it, uh, again, was it about painting the other side as just not being a rea living in reality? Or is it the Democrats who don't live in reality? Oh, uh, Mike, we're losing your audio for some reason. We've lost your audio. Did you uh, take yourself off? I might have made him mad. Um, uh, no, I don't think Jack made uh, him No, no. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, gotcha. You, you gotcha. Okay. Jack, um, I heard that figure that uh, a certain percentage of, of uh, Republicans do not believe that Joe Biden was uh, uh, rightfully elected. I do, by the way, think that he was rightfully elected. At the, in that same uh, article, do you know what percent of Democrats believe that Mr. Uh, Trump was not a legitimate president because of Russians and so forth? Do you know what the number is? I'm sure it's pr probably pretty similar. That's it's what, 72 percent. Yeah, I agree with you. 72 percent. Okay, so you know, the, I, I, I'm not an election denier, but I really get uh, esteemed when every single Republican is branded as a semi-fascist Nazi uh, election denier because we have questions about an election. I, I wow, and and do you think that women? have different um imports uh, things of importance in terms of say the economy than men that women don't care about inflation you know that they have I'm to not. go out and maybe buy the food for the household they don't care about this they don't care about an economy that might be on the cusp of a of, of a recession because of what the fed is doing and doesn't that doesn't some i don't understand that the only thing that you seem to be saying that a woman cares about is the ability to have an abortion is that the number one thing that women no genie you're a woman is that the number one thing that women think about all uh, the time no not I've in got my to circle. be able to kill no. that fetus no I, I think you're missing it i, I don't I, I i think what happened is the supreme that's court that's what you said well the supreme court became a partisan body right and they've and they've actually been that way no so it didn't i think it has and let me say with the abortion issue in pennsylvania 37 percent of the voters said it was their top issue and for those who was their top issue four to one voted for fetterman now, also on the ballot this time, in Kentucky and Montana, very red states, they had referendums on pro-choice, and they passed, along with California and Michigan and Vermont. Now, you saw what happened in Michigan. 43% said abortion was a number one issue, and those, for it was, 3.5 to 1 voted for Whitmer. She won by over 10%.
So that's not the only thing. But the election fraud candidates, let me tell you there, in Pennsylvania, the candidate was an election denier, lost by double digits. Same thing in Michigan, same thing in New Hampshire for the Senate uh, candidate. Trump right now is upside down. He's, he's 58% see him unfavorably. Again, all he talks about is the 2020 election and how it was stolen. People don't believe it because it's well, not 60% true. Well, 60% see Mr. Biden is unfavorable. Oh, I agree. He only has a 40% favorable the, the only guy Biden can beat I, is I, Trump. I this is an interesting, your paintbrush is very interesting, I, I, I must say. It's, Dusty, could you wait? I'm in enjoying us? it. Go, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Dusty, though, uh, you know, Ohio, like you said, was a completely different set of uh, right. outcomes. Uh, unique. Are there no election deniers in Ohio or was that just not the issue? Are they a lot smarter than the rest of the country to just vote well, on policy? No. What is going I, on? I think the problem is we're not allowed to ask questions. No. And that that's I right. reject totally. I reject the idea that we're not allowed to question the fact that all the big states in 2020 stop counting their ballots at about one o'clock in the morning and 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 then in the morning six seven eight o'clock suddenly there was millions of votes for joe biden now come on uh the fact that zuckerberg was in there messing around the fact that pennsylvania changed their uh requirements for absentee ballots without dusty? an active legislature yep dusty uh, guess there's what? a lot of Funny things. That Dusty, on. listen up. We're, we're going to a break, but we're going right back to this topic because Jack and I had a pre-conversation. He agrees state laws were changed without the constitutional approval that they should have had. All right. And, John, we're going to get to your Don't call, ask about too. It. <laughs> uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. I'm, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, welcome back. Okay, we're going to go straight to the phones because John from McHenry County has been waiting for a while. John, welcome to the program. You're on Bruce Dumont's Beyond the Beltway. Uh, good evening, all. And uh, the gentleman from Cincinnati, a long time ago, I lived in the Hartwell uh, section of the city, so I, I remember it well. Um, right. I want to talk about, the uh, obviously, the elections. And clearly, something I'm seeing locally and nationally is, well, there is enough of the Republicans telling what we're against or what they're against, but what are you for? For instance, nobody would take on the abortion issue directly. Around here in Illinois, Republicans are told, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. That's a cowardly way. And the truth is, the Democrats in the House and their voting record, especially on the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, was far-left extremism because they went beyond codifying Roe v. Wade. The Democrats were lying, and they got away with that lie. Yes, they got an assist in the media, but nobody challenged that, at least nobody that I saw. And that's just one example. The other thing is you know, a lot of folks around here were campaigning against taxes. Well, taxes has lost a lot of sting. Like, for instance, the, uh, the state constitutional amendment, that was the big arguing point about taxes, and yet that didn't resonate. I mean, taxes haven't resonated since the 90s unless it's blatantly on the ballot like a, a fair tax amendment we had here a couple of years ago. So I just want to listen to all of y'all's responses. And, and maybe I'm missing something, or maybe I was just blind. I thought I recognized uh, or watched the elections around here locally and nationally, but maybe I'm wrong. So I'd like to hear y'all's inputs on that. I'll stay on the line and listen. All right. Thanks a lot, John. So, um, Dusty, I mean, what do you think? Of I think the Republican campaign should have Boiled them to two words this uh, this last uh, election uh, had enough question mark. Okay, well, I mean, they did run campaigns uh, here. How much worse does it have to get? I mean, that was definitely a theme going on in in our state. I will say that. How much worse does it have to get? It seems like it's got to get worse. Uh, and, and and we're talking about uh, basically crime. Uh, Economics, taxes. jobs, taxes. I, I want to question something. Uh, you, you said the Chicago Tribune is a conservative paper. Yeah. I've, 
Yeah. Not for the past maybe twenty five years. years ago. Yeah. No, yeah, right. John Cass was run out of there on rail, and he's one of the best columnists. Uh, that's only uh, after ever. all. That's only after uh, Alden Bottom. I mean, they they are the most conservative. I mean, we have a, a liberal paper, the Chicago Sun Times, which but they don't even endorse anymore. And I think endorsements are worthless at the at at those levels anyway. Nobody cares what what some newspaper says. But this was the first time ever, and this is it's it's been known as a re, it's a reliable conservative business uh it, you know it's what's what it is i mean you might not like it but that's what it is but when they were talking about this election what i realized is both parties fearmonger when i first said i think both parties suck i can tell you how the democrats win elections in illinois they'll say that the gop candidate at the state level or something will, is going to take away social security now even though they have nothing to do with that they will do it and the republicans will will try to co-flate a national issue with a state issue so both parties do it so understand that they're doing this only to maintain their own power no party is pure here both suck when it comes to elections they have not been honest with the american people so let's be very clear on that and so when you're talking about the issues the issues don't necessarily matter as much as a feeling of whether you trust the person who's going to be making those decisions and whether their heart's in the right place. And I think that's what we have to understand. And we have to, let, and we have to vote not on a party line, but to be more independent and look who would be the best person who you think would do what's best for you. Because I don't think most people believe that they're, that first of all, you, you see the, the statistics, everybody thinks that the, their Congress sucks, but they like their congressperson, right? That's how you have to get things done. So, okay, so there's a couple different things there I want, I want a response to. First of all, Newt Gingrich uh, wrote, I've never been as wrong as I was this year. Now, he was the architect of Contract with right. America. Yep. He was the architect during Bill Clinton's uh, year, 92. He takes over, wins, or 94, wins big in the midterms, you know, and basically puts in a, a policy revolution that actually was meaningful to people. He sold on policy. Right. I don't know if people, I, I, I don't remember, Dusty, did they trust people more? Uh, Mike, did they trust people more back then? He put in a policy uh, revolution, yeah. he put in a contract, and he got, he, he made it happen. And it didn't just, by the way, happen in D.C. There were, I mean, this was when a, a number of state legislatures changed. Right. Republican, you gained governorships as well. Uh, so is policy dead? Is it now just this um, politics of personal um, hype or a personality. I I think that's part of it, but you know, uh, Jack, I'd maybe ask you a question. That uh, if we did focus upon, uh, say, topics, let's say energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I always fear that if I say that we need petroleum along with these other things, I'll be considered a climate denier. I have to go the entire distance to the progressive idea of getting rid of petroleum or I'm a climate denier. The other thing would be with, with abortion. You know, it, it, if you go to France, Germany, no one, no other civilized country in the world has abortion up to the moment before the child is born. But if a, a Republican were to say, I want, uh, say, 15 weeks, I want the first trimester, okay then, after, where, after that, no, they would be considered a, an, an abortion extremist, even though, based upon polls, the people who believe that abortion should be available up to the moment of birth are the ones who are the extremists, both internationally as well as domestically. So one of the problems I, I feel that Republicans have is anytime they 
they state their position, they will be branded a an, a, an extremist if they don't embrace the progressive view. You know, that's a good point. You think that's yeah. a reasonable yeah, I, summary, Jack? Jack? Dusty, I, I, what does Dusty want to say about them? Yeah. We'll go back to Jack. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I was going to say what got my crosswise with the Democratic Party here in Hamilton County is they painted Black Lives Matter on the street in front of City Hall. And I suggested they ought to do the same thing on Auburn Avenue, which is the site of our abortion Planned Parenthood uh, abortuary. And for that, uh, I was declared a misogynist and a racist and everything else. Well, it's coming out now that Black Lives Matter is a gigantic scam. The money didn't go anywhere except to mansions for the people that were running the thing. The three women running it were known communists, and the poor people who had suffered because of the result of their riots across the country, which, oh, pardon me, January 6th is more important. A bunch of people wandering in the, in the capital is more important than uh, $2 billion worth of damage and people getting burned out of their businesses and homes and everything else. But BLM, it turns out, was a scam and is a scam and for saying it i was ostracized by the powers that be here well i mean dusty uh, good point uh jack uh, I, I, I wanna, what's, I, what's the democrat response to that well i, I want to respond I mean, total to embracement of of those types of policies really by I, the democrats i would disagree i mean i'm listening okay. i'm listening to what mike said and i agree with everything you said mike and the problem is on both sides because you're 100 percent right we I mean Oh, we, we, I, we, we need to have fossil fuels, and, you know, at this time, it's, it's, it's lunacy mm-hmm. if we don't, right? and we have to. But the problem is on both sides, the extremists have taken over on the polarization, because if you're not 100% with them, you're not going to win a primary on either side, okay? So that's, that's the problem. Yeah. We need an open primary where we don't but have to Mr. declare. Biden. Yeah. But Mr. Biden has just said he wants to stop drilling. Yeah, well, I disagree Mr. with Mr. Biden him. says he wants to get rid of all coal. He wants to get rid of petroleum. See, that's the radical position. I, I'm convinced that the, the, the Republican position is not the radical position. No, I agree the with Republican you. The Republican position is that all forms of energy are, are useful in terms of running a society that needs energy. Well, I, I, but I, for that, I'm branded a well, denier. I'm a climate denier. Well, I, it depends who's, who you're talking to. And, and, and I want to go back to one thing but that Jack, Jimmy said. I'm sorry, wait. In, in, in this state, and, and I know this is a national program, but I think it's true in other states, it, you name it, California, they literally have put into law your party. Of, and right. unfortunately, Republicans voted for it too. We have a combine going on. I agree. We have, we have Republicans at the national level that will vote for a trillion dollars infrastructure spending bills. And, in, and actually have it like 30% of that be Green, green New Deal stuff. You have Republicans and Democrats colluding on both sides of the aisle in a number of states to shut down fossil fuels, literally put a date certain in place that you will no longer have natural gas or oil produced. I mean, just get rid of your Lululemon leggings because that's a petroleum product. And I think what we have a problem with here, and I would love to hear what you guys say about this, too many people do not know how things work. 
Right. And how things are made. If we had all electric cars, the grid would break. I mean, it's not going to work in Texas. We've already seen it. It just, it, it just can't be sustainable. But, but in, you know, when you talk about 94 and, we, and with, the, with the New Deal, this is what changed the world. This thing right here, the iPhone. Because, you know, 13 or 14 years ago, we didn't have it. So now everybody gets their information from different sources. Before, there was very few sources of information. Now, with the advent of the Internet, which wasn't big in 94, even though Al Gore might have claimed that he, that he created it, the fact is that has changed our entire world. I mean, it, it, it changed the Arab Spring. I mean, countries have fallen because of the Internet and the ability to get the information, and whether it's misinformation or not. And that's what we're seeing now. There's so much misinformation out there. I mean, you got, you know, I'm listening to Mike and what you say. You make perfect sense on what you're saying. This is the kind of stuff we should oh, be having okay. these discussions. All right. That's I agree, great. Jack. I, I love I, having you, that. By the way, you do, too. <laughs> okay, so we are coming up on I, I a break. I must admit, I didn't expect that I was going to agree with, uh, with anything you say. But uh, All right. We've it. got that's a break here. Gentlemen, uh, phone lines are open. 1-800-723-8289. Call in, and we would love to hear from you. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry. We're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. 
Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Okay, welcome back to the program. We're here on Beyond the Beltway. Mike Miller, just take a couple more minutes or, I mean, just take a few seconds to introduce yourself to the audience. Oh, uh... Mike Miller, I have a PhD from the University of Pittsburgh. I earned it in 1980, uh, and I, I've had one job. I'm 69 years old, and I've essentially had one job since I got my PhD. I've been at DePaul University in Chicago teaching macroeconomics. Uh, it's been a wonderful place, and the university has been very kind to me in my last year before I retire, uh, allowing me to uh, teach only uh, remotely as opposed to in the classroom which has allowed me to move from Chicago to be with my family in uh, Washington State, uh, just north of a town called Bellingham, and uh, enjoying it immensely. Oh, that's terrific. All right, Dusty Rhodes, how about introduce yourself, introduce yourself to the audience for the second hour? I can, I, I'm old enough to remember when DePaul used to be a Catholic university. Yeah. Uh, I came from Syracuse, New York, uh, to Cincinnati in 1961 as a rock and roll DJ on WSAI, which at one point had almost half the total audience, radio listening audience in town. I got into government work, uh, uh, became an investment advisor for Payne Weber. Thank you, Payne Weber. And uh, got into elective office in uh, 1970 in my community. In 1990, I was elected Hamilton County Auditor and served uh, through this year when I chose not to run again. Terrific. And Jack, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience if you could. I'm a farm boy from Marengo, Illinois. Um, haven't left, um, still in McHenry County. I ran for state representative for the first time in 1998 um, because I didn't like a one-party system in, my, in our county. If they, and if they wouldn't have been, they were all Republicans, so I ran as a Democrat. If they would have been all Dems, I would have run as a Republican because I wanted to create a two-party system. Uh -huh. And uh, lo and behold, I won. I was the first Democrat elected since 1834, outside of the uh, cumulative years. And I went on to win nine more times and uh, shared state government with Jeannie in the House of Representatives and uh, was part of the impeachment of Rod Blagojevich, which I do again just for fun. And then I became the first popularly elected chairman of McHenry County, which is one of our larger counties in the in the state, in my first year, I cut property taxes by 13%, and I'm a very fiscally conservative Democrat and socially moderate. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that, that was definitely the winning ticket for Jack. He, there's never a tax increase that he'd vote for. always knew I could go to him with those proposals. So very good. Um, I want to take up this idea again of the elections. You still have Arizona undecided. I mean, this does, uh, you have to say it does fuel the concern of people that something's happening behind the scenes on these vote counts, it definitely does. Um, I mean, you can talk about election denial all you want. That doesn't give people a lot of confidence in elections when they can't count the ballots. 
but then you got Florida. Florida counts the ballots, no problem. Knew, knew the winner almost immediately. Uh, back in the day when you had all paper ballots, you know, you, you could count, you, could, you knew the determin uh, who won the election that night. Uh, so what's going on here? I mean, wh why can we not get this straight in our system? Uh, so I wanted to talk about that. And then I, I did want to bring this back up. Because as much as people want to talk about elect election denial, I, I, if I'm not wrong, the Supreme Court is taking up an election law case and one that deals with whether or not the courts, state and federal courts, interfered in legislators making the determination about what the election law should be. And they did that in 2020. And uh, that's, that case is now going to go forward. It's going to be decided because certainly there were a number of states who did do that, which is a basis of concern. We're either going to abide by our laws or not. Uh, uh, let's go to Jack first to you. And, and Jeannie, uh, go ahead, one Mike. thing, I believe the yeah. Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that what was done during the election in 2020 was unconstitutional, that they accepted those ballots that they and they just made it up. They, they, they didn't go through the legislature, which was necessary, which calls into question all the votes that that, that would have been. Now, stating that is not election denial. It is simply questioning the, 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 the process, and we need to make sure that the process is secure. And I, I don't quite get under, understand what could be possibly happening in Arizona, that, that it would be taking this long. Because there's one fear, you know, I'm, I'm now in Washington State. In part, I left the state of Illinois because it's corrupt and it's broken. And the, the only way to, out of the problems they have is massive tax increases. But there was an old joke in, in, about when it comes down to it and a Democrat is behind, they would ask the question, well, how many votes do you need? Right. <laughs> and we'll come up with those votes. Now, I, I, I came to Chicago from Pittsburgh, so I wasn't a Chicagoan. And I thought, my gosh, why, how would you allow somebody to say that? Why not fix the system? But they didn't. I right. mean, it's just it's corrupt. And, and again, I don't think I'm being an election denier. I'm just questioning the process, trying to find a better process. And Arizona does throw up flags. Maybe there's a perfectly good reason why this is happening. But I, boy, I'd really like to know when this is all I, over. I have a theory. What the heck went wrong? I have okay, a theory. Jack's got a theory. Let's I got a couple Jack. of them. First of all, I, I want to say I trust the system. But there are problems with it. I can tell you in McHenry County a few years ago, and I was telling Jeannie about this, the clerk, and she's a Republican, forgot to put in all the pre-votes, uh, the early votes, and it changed three elections. And I had to call around on it. She didn't even figure it out. I told her there was an anomaly. She's not corrupt. She didn't do anything on purpose. She just made a mistake. No, I... So I understand that happens. Now, mm -hmm. un now, Florida was able to count real quick because they cut off registration 30 days before an election, unlike Illinois, for instance, where you can walk in and register on Election Day. The real problem in this country is there's no uniformity. And you look at what happened in Brazil two mm -hmm. weeks ago. Now, when Bolsonaro mm -hmm. lost that election, they knew that night, and it did not allow him an opportunity to say that it was stolen, the whole thing, because in Brazil, everybody votes on a Sunday, and it's also compulsory. Now, maybe we ought to consider doing something like that as well and having some early vote or whatever, but then we would know on that day what's going on. But because we have so many different jurisdictions with so many different laws, and you have to wait two weeks, for instance, for the mail-in votes to be counted, here in Illinois, nothing's been certified, I think that's an issue. So I think we ought to look at a federal standard.
and have it uniform throughout the country, and I think people would have much more confidence in our system. Okay, I'm going to disagree with that because if it's a federal standard that looks like Illinois, I'm not interested. Oh, I agree. We need a better standard. I am standard. not interested in that, and that is my concern. <laughs> so, Dusty, yeah. uh, go, you have a, do you have a, I mean, what do you think? I mean, you've been around. You've done a lot of elections. You're an auditor, by the way. So we don't seem to be able to audit these elections either. Well, that's the problem, and as I said earlier, you're not allowed to question it. And if you do, you're consigned to the back of the room or something. And that's the problem uh, that I think it's a result of the media, one-sided media. They get a narrative, and they push it and push it and push it. And uh, they, everything else, uh, put to the side. You say breaking the law. Hell, we've got millions of people breaking the law on our southern border every day, and nobody seems to do anything about it. If illegal immigrants can break the law, what laws can I break? If Hunter Biden can break the law, what laws can I break? There's an unequal application of justice going on here that is creating problems. Listen, Hunter Biden's a scumbag. We all know that, okay? There's been a lot of presidential children that have been scumbags. He's he, he but he he really is the pantheon, okay? Let's but that's that's not what we're talking about with the election. The problem is we had a former president who spread a lie and he lost and he couldn't prove anything. He knew it was a lie. He kept saying it was a lie. He lost every court case. He couldn't prove anything. And now thirty five percent of Americans well, don't Jack. believe don't believe that, that that Biden won. And here's the problem with this. It affects our democracy because if people don't believe in the elections being fair, then why have elections? And I am really concerned that our democracy could fall in the next 20 years as a result okay. of this. You bring a really good point out. But before the break, uh, David from San Francisco, we want to get your question in before the break. And if we can respond to it in time, we'll do that. If not, we're going to respond to it after the break. This is David from San Francisco. Welcome to the program. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, I spot that you've got it all wrong about Arizona. Uh, The Republican legislature mandated that they could not start counting the uh, absentee ballots as they were coming in. So I don't remember if it was two weeks or a month ahead of time of Election Day. And all of these ballots, hundreds of thousands uh, per week, were showing up. And they couldn't start counting them until actually Election Day. And uh, the other scam that the Republicans have been pulling for years is the provisional ballots. The provisional ballots, uh, if there's some problem with your signature or a date or anything else, they let you fill out a provisional ballot. But they always plead poverty uh, after Election Day, and they say, oh, we can't afford to count these ones. So there are two scams that have been run by the GOP, not only in Arizona, but in, uh, in almost every one of the other 50 states regarding those provisional ballots. But specifically, Arizona, they could not start counting until Election Day, and uh, that's where the uh, count comes Well, to. Uh, David, isn't that true about Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania yeah, isn't that true about Washington, thing. too? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. They can't do that in Ohio, and we got all our votes in by midnight. They put them in the computer at uh, 7.30 when the polls closed. They counted them, added them into the totals, and by midnight at the latest, uh, we had our vote. We didn't have. We 100%. Didn't have. 
Yep. Hey, uh, Jack, nope. a real quick question. I know that uh, I wish Mr. Trump would get off the idea that he somehow won the 2020 election. He did not win it. But there was a previous lie. And I think that undermines the everything just as much as Mr. Trump's lie. And that is that Mr. Trump was elected by the Russians. Yeah. And we know that's that true. Yeah. That the, the Russian collusion was a, a complete and total lie, which was supported by the press for all those years. Yes. And, and that lie still has not gone away. That's why 72% of Democrats still believe that, that Trump was was not a legitimate okay, president. The, uh, so all right. you're right, Jack. We're out. It, it happens we're, on both sides. And we I got wish a we break. Somehow throttle we're, both I'm sides up against a break. To, Hard break. Got to do my job. Reasonable. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey. Want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, hey, you can do it if you try.
Okay, welcome back to the program. We may have time for one more caller. This is kind of a short segment, but if you do have a question, 1-800-723-8289 or just a plain spoken person wants to comment on what we're talking about, that'd be great. We'd love to hear from you. Um, here's where I want to go in this last segment, though, gentlemen. I'm, where, do, where do we go from here as a country? Does the polarization continue? Do people continue to vote with their feet? Uh, do, do people start to just balkanize? Do some people bury their head in the sand and just say, I am done dealing with politics. I'm only looking out for myself and my family, my job, and I am not even getting involved. Where do you think we stand here? I, I personally feel like we could not be at more opposite ends. Uh, maybe there's a silver lining somewhere. I know that Lee Zeldin wanted to find a silver lining, saying that he got more votes in his governor race against Hochul in New York than, than in the last 52 years that a Republican had gotten. So, I mean, maybe, there's, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I think. Uh, let's start. I mean, Mike, what's your prognostication? Yeah, I, I guess the answer to all your questions was yes, 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 and yes. Um, but... Um, I have no problem with divided government. I think uh, I'm hoping that the House will finally will go over to the to the Republicans, and this will put some kind of a, a roadblock in the way of Mr. Biden doing more of what he's been doing. And you know, I'm concerned, for example, that he decided to try to buy the young vote by promising them ten thousand dollars of forgiveness on their student loans, which he was not permitted by the Constitution to do, and it's clearly going to be declared unconstitutional. But he got he did it, you know, and but, you know, what Jack said to me and what I'm seeing with Jack as well, we both realize that there are extremists on both sides and there's and, and we can as long as we could recognize that, then we're not going to split apart. But it's when you call the person on the other side a name and you kind of immediately count them out. In other words, I'm a if I'm a conservative who happens to be Republican, I'm a semi fascist. And mm -hmm. the president called me that. Mm -hmm. The president, uh, a president candidate, told me I was deplorable, that I am a, a a bitter clinger, and you know why do you have to call me names like that? Just because we we disagree, and and I I guess I don't see that the Republicans call the names quite the way that the the Democrats <laughs> call the names. And uh, you you haven't run in McHenry County where I am. Believe me, they call you much worse. Yeah, uh, uh, I guess I. I mean, I'm in Washington State, and you know, it's uh, got everything from you know people with King County who are essentially they're Marxists, and they tell you I'm right. a socialist Marxist, or and uh, and so forth. And, well, they self-identify. Um, if you don't tell their line, then you are you're but, a fascist. But but Mike, I don't know how this number. By the word fascism, where the hell did that come from? That it's used almost every single day when fascism wasn't talked about for right. forty five. Well, they, they don't know I, what I it don't means. Get it. Truthfully, I don't think they know what they mean, it means. And on on top of that, it, it's it's concerning to me that the left self-identifies as a socialist. That's scary to me yeah. that you would self-identify as a socialist, and many of them do. Um, Dusty, what what I mean? What's your thoughts? Well, that's on that? the what I liked so much about President Trump, because at last there was somebody willing to confront these radical leftists. Bush hunkered down and. Bush the younger and took it for eight years. They called him every name in the book and he just wandered around. But Trump uh, met them and, and fought them 
and called them out. And th that's what I like. I, I mean, I, I want that. I want the, there to be a robust back and forth, but don't sit there and take it when they're hammering you. And uh, we got the, the bitter with the sweet with Trump. Uh, he's got some personal problems and uh, the election denying thing and all that. But okay. besides that, he did a fabulous <laughs> job as president yeah. for the economy, right. for Jack. the unemployment, uh, the peace treaty and everything else. And he never got credit for it. Jack, I, w I want you to weigh in here, but and, and, and let me just ask you this question because I've always been concerned about this. Why can you not say uh, America first? Why is that? Why is that, that, that kind of like yeah, sets off the left? I don't, I, I don't understand I think it. Why can given. we not say America first? I think it's a given, but we're also, okay. but we're okay. also a world leader. But, you know, I, I watched Saturday Night Live last night, and Dave Chappelle was on, and he talked about President Trump. I don't know if anybody saw it, but he cracked me up because he was so I, right. yeah. I love that per, about Trump because he said when that first debate with him and Hillary, and, she's, and he was complaining about the tax code, and, and she said, you know, he said, we need to change it. We need to make it easier. And he says that I abuse it, and I use every loophole, and you're not going to change it because all your friends are giving you the money and he was a hundred percent right on this and he called it out and I think people really right. like that about him and I think that was a breath of fresh air and I and I did like that a lot but I was I was listening to what Dusty said as well about how we can change you know, how we can do better I think we have a couple of things we could do to help our democracy because I've never seen us so polarized and we don't have districts that are really competitive. Oh, that's true. So we should have, we, we got to stop the gerrymandering yes. and have independent commissions so we can actually, because everybody lives in either red or blue area, even in their own state. And we also should do ranked voting because if we did that, People can't be so mean to each other because if you're really mean, they're not. You're not going to be their second choice. You're not going to be anybody's choice. You're going to be way down there. I think we need to bring some civility back to it, which we started the, the show with talking about civility, and we need to tone it down and just everybody take a deep breath and understand that reasonable people can disagree, and that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just open your mind. Listen, I've learned a lot. I'd say on the House floor, when I would listen to those debates, I'd walk over to Jeannie sometime, and we'd just start laughing. Like, I never thought of that. And it was great. And one time I got invited, I was the only Democrat invited to Santa Barbara to go to this ALEC conference, and, and Arthur Laffler was, was speaking. And I had so many preconceived notions. Oh, I was 100% wow. wrong. And then they took me to the to go to Ron, Ronald Reagan's ranch, and it was a, an epiphany. It was a great experience for me. And I wish more people would open their minds and listen to each other. Okay, well, we've had a very civil discussion tonight. I appreciate you guys for joining me. Dusty, thank you for coming in from Ohio. Mike from Washington State now. And Jack, thank you so much for driving into the studio. You have really added a lot to this discussion. You'll be a more frequent guest, I hope. Mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen, we are out of time tonight. Thank you. Uh, for and I thank you, Bruce, for giving me the opportunity to sit in here and uh, host for you on Beyond the Beltway. Join us next week, same time. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. 
Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.